morning. Um, as the children make their way downstairs, I invite you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. Ephesians is partway into the New Testament, the second half of your Bibles. Um, if you find First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, next is Ephesians. If you hit Philippians or Colossians or the Thessalonians, flip back a little bit. I invite you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1 and leave them open as we read and study God's Word together. Before we read God's Word for us this morning, let's pray. Father, may your Word be our rule, your Holy Spirit our teacher, and the glory of Christ Jesus our highest concern. In your name we pray. Amen. Hear now the word of the Lord from the book that we love, Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he has lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him you were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Four green lights in a row. Hashtag blessed. Employee of the month. Hashtag blessed. Got it done on a six-year-old brute. Hashtag blessed. Three of my coworkers brought me Cheez-Its, and I've never been, so hashtag blessed. We live in a world where there is a lot of blessing, don't we? Every day on social media, hundreds of people post pictures of little joys in their lives and call themselves hashtag blessed. Our passage today, too, starts out with a lot of blessing. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. These first words, translated praise be, in our pew Bibles, actually come from the same word, 
blessing that shows up both other times in this sentence. That's three times using the same word in one little phrase. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Clearly, Paul is feeling hashtag blessed. And why does he feel that way? For God chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ. For Paul, the root of his feeling of blessing is in being chosen by, loved by, God. It's the joy that we celebrated just a little bit ago with Grayson's baptism. Today, we proclaimed that God loves Grayson so much that Jesus died for him. Though Grayson has done nothing to earn that, and though he doesn't understand anything about it yet. For Paul, he understood that all of the Christian life is lived in light of this blessing, and it's like he's overwhelmed by that great gift. It's like the blessing just kind of spills out of him onto the page. You can kind of hear it as you read it, right? The words just keep coming and tumbling tumbling over each other as Paul attempts to express the magnitude of what he's feeling. In love, he predestined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he has lavished on us. The entire passage that we read this morning, all 12 of those verses, are one giant sentence in Greek. That's a ridiculous amount of words for one sentence. But the apostle can't contain it. This hashtag blessing that's inside of him just has to come out. It bursts out in this amazing statement of praise. Have you ever felt blessed like that? Where the joy that's inside of you just kind of bubbles over in a way that you can't contain? Friday, Ada celebrated her third birthday, and she was very fortunate she got to spend a lot of time with family. On Thursday, we were in Indiana. She got to see Grandpa Bill and Grandma Bev and all her aunts and uncles. And then when we got home, Nana and Papa were there and Gigi, and Tall Papa, and Grandpa and Grandma Ackerman, and Uncle Nathan. You can imagine the joy that kind of spilled over her. Imagine the cuddles, and the story reading, and the birthday presents. Now, Ada's lucky because she has a little brother who also has a November birthday, so he got to open some presents too. And in Ada's mind, that's double presents. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. But um, you can imagine the joy kind of coming out of her, right? For her, it showed up in running around and around in circles, in jumping on the furniture, in loud exclamations, watch this, Nana, look at this, everybody. The joy that was inside of her burst out. Now, it's probably been a little while since most of us have jumped on any furniture, but have you ever felt a blessing like that? Maybe it happened this holiday weekend. Perfectly cooked turkey, warm, creamy potatoes, children and grandchildren gathered together around a table. A sense of legacy 
groundedness, like you're a part of something greater than yourself, and your eyes welled up with tears. Maybe it happens sometimes at your job. Jobs aren't always fun, but have you ever had a moment like that where you honestly feel like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing? When you're talking with clients, when you're fixing the machines, when you're increasing efficiency on the line, even when you're catching up on emails, in little moments, when you feel like you've got the gifts and the skills that God created you for just exactly this. Maybe you haven't felt that way in a while. Maybe you're looking around at all the hashtag blessing in the lives of other people, and you think, man, I wish that was me. Especially at this time of year, when we're being asked to consider what it is that we're thankful for, it can be hard when you look at your life and you don't actually feel that grateful. What do holiday gatherings look like without grandma? How am I going to afford Christmas presents for my kids? Why does everyone else have somewhere to go for the holidays and I'm alone again? What I wouldn't give for one day without being in pain. What do we do when we don't have a lot of reasons to feel blessed? Outwardly, Paul didn't have a lot of external blessing either, especially at this point in his life. The letter to the Ephesians was probably written while Paul was in prison, in Rome, the first time. Somehow, a selfie of Paul in chains doesn't quite seem to fit with a normal hashtag blessed tweet. So what's different about what Paul describes as a blessing and what we see on social media? I got employee of the month. I shot a really big deer. Sometimes the moments we point to as blessings are really just things that we're proud of ourselves for. Four green lights in a row. I got a whole bunch of Cheez-Its. Sometimes our hashtag blessed moments are more about the stuff that we've been given. In contrast to these ideas of blessing that are primarily focused on what we did great or the stuff that we have, for Paul, blessing is primarily about what God has done and what that means for who we are. Look again with me at Ephesians 1, and let's pay attention to who is more active in these words. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. For he chose us. In love, he predestined us to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us. In him we have redemption, in accordance with God's love that he lavished on us. He made known to us the mystery, and on and on and on. In these words, God is the actor. It is God who moves, God who saves, God who blesses. Blessing isn't as much about what we do, it's about what God does. And what is it that God does? God blesses us, not with stuff like Cheez-Its or sweet potatoes, but with an identity as children of God. This does not mean that we should ignore the little joys in our lives. 
that we should avoid seeing those things as blessings from God. It is good and right to look at little moments like caring gestures from coworkers or good times with friends or family and attribute those things to God. What Paul is saying is that all of these things find their proper place only if we recognize the source of our truest blessing, that we have been brought near to God through Christ. Otherwise, we end up thinking that the blessings are really just about us. Nick and Ren, you have lots of hashtag blessed moments ahead of you as you look to life with Grayson and with Bryn. First steps, first words, first time sleeping through the night, the first time they play together without fighting, the first time they hold up that Bible story book to ask you to read it to them before bed. In each of those moments, you will be so proud. And the truth that we hold on to is that all of those moments find their meaning here, in the waters of baptism. It's not about what we do, it's about what God does. Your kids are growing up to know and to love Jesus because of what God did here, what God did here. Not because of great parenting strategies, though you guys are great parents, and not because of how talented and gifted your kids are, though your kids are wonderful. It's about what God did. North Holland, we have lots of hashtag blessed moments ahead of us as we look to our future in the new space. If you were here on Wednesday night for the Harvest Feast, you might have felt a little bit like Paul did when he wrote this letter, the kind of joy and abundance that overflows out of us. But we would be mistaken if we thought that those blessings came from all of our hard work to make the space come together. All our donations, all the meetings, all the construction delays, all the food that we made and brought on Wednesday and all the food that we will make and will bring, it's all important. But it's not the source of the blessing. It's not the way that we've been truly blessed. The truest blessing is what Paul says in verse 7, that the riches of God's grace have been lavished on us. It's not about us. It's about God. Our blessings find their proper place when we recognize that the giver of all blessings is not ourselves. It is God. Our blessings find their proper place when we recognize that we are blessed not for ourselves, but for God's glory. God blesses us, not with things that go our way, like green lights or promotions at work, but with a calling. As verse 12 says, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. Because we have been chosen by God, blessed to be called children of God, we are tasked with a mission to be for the praise of God's glory. This passage says a lot about who we are, that God loves us, that God chose us, what God has done for us. But it also puts us in perspective with God's plan, which is about much more than just us. Paul says we've been blessed in the heavenly realms, that we were chosen before the creation of the world. He says that we're part of a mystery of God's will that will come together when the times reach their fulfillment. 
It starts with the beginning of creation, and it goes all the way until the end of time. And the purpose is to bring all things to unity in heaven and on earth under Christ. It's about more than us. God's plan includes bringing all things to unity, from tadpoles and tigers to comets and swirling galaxies, from our individual struggles to family disagreements to the warring nations. God's plan is that all of these things would be unified by living in line with their true purpose, to glorify God. It's about more than us, but somehow we get to be a valued part of it. The first verse of our passage says, Praise be, or blessed be, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Most of the time when we think about blessings, we think about God's blessings to us. We receive God's blessings. And that's true. But Paul's also saying that when we properly orient ourselves, understanding that we have been blessed by God and that we live for the purposes of God's glory, we actually bless God in return. What does that mean? It means that when we host events like the Harvest Feast, inviting people from the community to come who might not otherwise have a Thanksgiving meal, when we bake the pies and mash the potatoes, when we sit at a table with someone who's different from us, we bless God. It means that when we clock in at work, whether we want to be there or not, and we wash the dishes or stand at the checkout or interact with our coworkers, we are for God's glory, and we bless God. And it means that even if we aren't able to leave the house, if we're sick or tired or depressed, and we feel like we don't have any purpose at all, we are for God's glory, and we bless God. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are. We are God's chosen people, adopted as God's children because God loves us. And what we do matters, only as a response to that great love. We are for God's glory. Whether the external circumstances of our lives leave us feeling hashtag blessed or not. So, count your blessings. Cherish your hashtag blessed moments. And if you aren't feeling blessed, know that it's God's love for you that gives you an identity and a purpose. God has chosen you. God loves you. And because of what God has done, you bless God. In all that we think, in all that we say, in all that we do, let's be for the praise of God's glory. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the blessings that you have given us. You are a good God who gives good gifts, and we are thankful. And most of all, we thank you for the blessing it is to be called your children. We thank you for what you did that you loved us enough to come near to us in Jesus, that you lived, that you died, that you conquered death. You are worthy of all honor and praise. 
Help us to bring glory to you with all that we do and with all of who we are. In your precious name we pray. Amen.